Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, we talk about life, and just jive. I'm Jerome. And I'm Jesse. And uh, what are we drinking today, Jerome? Today, we're drinking a surprise, another Boontown uh, Brewery uh, yes. beer. But instead of Jesse introducing it this time, I'm going to because uh, we actually... Well, technically, I went for the first time in my life <laughs> with Jesse um, just recently. So Just before recording this? Yeah, and I tried this new beer out. It's new. It's a new one, right? It, it is. And it's pretty much fits exactly what I love, as we've talked about on this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. Hazy IPA, but not just only Hazy IPA, double Hazy IPA. Double um, Hazy. So it's called the Crazy Hazy. Oh, it's called. Oh, I read Deepa, but it's double <laughs> IPA. Gotcha. I'm like, what is You're... that? Is that a cute little way of saying IP? Okay. Yep. Yep. But it is eight point two uh, alcohol content. Um, it's so good. Um, yeah. When I drank it, I was like, I feel the kick immediately, but. It's the haziest thing they, there is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How do you like it? Yeah. it. You know, um, hazies have been really tasty. Um, a lot of them do taste fairly similarly. Um, but for a double IPA, it does ha- pack that extra punch. It really does. Um, but the flavor is definitely there, too. Um, yeah. So, I it's, I knew it's everything you would like. Um, so, I'm glad we could share it together. Yeah. So, I, I bought a four-pack. I'm going to join my own time as well. So Amen, amen. Yeah. And uh, to be honest... Guys, if you're living close to the LA area, downtown LA area, like I've heard a lot of myths from Jesse about this <laughs> Boomtown Brewery, but you know, after checking it out, I, I really enjoyed it. Just great people out out there, you know. Shout out to them, like great, uh, great vibe. I, I really enjoyed it. I can see why you like it, Jesse. I didn't tell Jerome to say any of that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Early preview for a wreck, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So today we got a pretty fun topic. Um, Honestly, one that I heard from some of the other listeners or or friends of mine, like when they heard Session Zero, they they found out that Jesse works in Skid Row as a a nurse and they were like, dude, I want to hear stories about that. Um, (laughs) And me personally, as, as Jesse's friend, like I've haven't heard too many nursing stories of, you know, of old nursing stories at old Mm -hmm. jobs versus now. But, um, yeah, this is just going to be a time of fun stories on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a little bit enlightening on, on the field and at least my experiences with it. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, we, we talked about your upbringing in college up to, you know, the nursing field, but yeah. Um, maybe just for the listeners, a quick recap, uh, you know, when was nursing school? Where was nursing school? Um, what were some of the nursing jobs that led up to, uh, the current job at, uh, downtown LA? Yeah. So basically a TLDR, right? Or TLDL. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, if you guys haven't, if if this is your first time tuning in, um, thanks for listening. Uh, Welcome. And hopefully I can share some stories with you. But a quick recap, um, I'm a, a nurse. I work at a clinic right now in uh, Skid Row um, for a Christian nonprofit organization. Um, 
But I studied at Biola University from 2008 to 2014. Um, so I did nursing the entire time I was there. Um, I, I went in undeclared, though. And then coming out of college, I um, did not work my first year out of college because I didn't pass my licensing exam. I didn't pass till the following year. Um, and then after that, it took me a while to find my first job. So my very first job was as a, a, a nurse at an acute forensic psychiatric facility in Atascadero. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get, I get, I'm assuming we'll get into more of that later. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was a little, I was there for a little over a year. Um, I moved back to, um, SoCal to work at City of Hope for a few months. Um, and then took a break after that to figure out where I wanted to work and landed on this job. So it's a quick little summary of my, I guess, work history. Um, here's yeah. my resume. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, so catching you guys up to, to what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. So I think what's interesting about um, Jesse's nursing experience then, even the friends I've talked to in the past, like, it's very diverse. Like, he's mm -hmm. worked in um, kind of psych-related psych nursing all the way to, I think, oncology, cancer-related nursing, mm -hmm. um, to now it's more so like uh, the... Like, like outpatient. Outpatient, yeah. um homeless uh, community nursing and yeah. I'm sure there's been ups and downs crazy and less crazy routine stuff um, right. but the one question I always ask my nurse and doctor friends is <laughs> have you okay have you ever considered yourself squeamish in your entire life I definitely would say I have okay. um, so when I was younger um, the sight of blood always actually made me like kind of like squirm and like just ugh. it always made me uncomfortable um, right so honestly like when I was considering nursing like that that kind of like it triggered my the back <laughs> of my mind like are you gonna actually be able to do this yeah um, so I you know I took anatomy I took all the basic stuff and I was fine um, you know I was working with cadaver I was fine um, and then I realized um, why I was squeamish about those things. Mm -hmm. um, all of those cases um, were like like close friends of mine getting hurt or something. Um, mm. And I think that was the extra layer that made me squeamish in those cases when I was younger. Um, granted, now like uh, I'm uh, like if my friends get hurt or whatever, I, I that part of my brain doesn't turn on anymore. Mm. Um, but there's definitely a point where I was like am I actually able to do this? Because I'm going to have to be dealing with a lot of blood and a lot of like gross stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there was a point that I would say I was squeamish. Um, I don't think as much anymore though. Yeah. So was there some time during school or like on a job where it was that, that desensitivity like kind of overtook your brain? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think, again, the first point I noticed that was when I was in anatomy, um, sure. cause you know, we have to work with a, a, a dead body, a cadaver. And you know, that's how we learn. That's how we learn about the body. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I knew that if I couldn't do it then, then I won't be able to, but the fact that it was fine and the fact that I felt okay, like, I think that's probably when things switched over and when my brain just stopped thinking that blood and stuff was gross or, or made me squirm or whatever. Right. Yeah. And when was the first, like, 
on the job experience where it truly actually like called you to like not be squeamish or else it, you couldn't do your job. Yeah. Oh man. So it was definitely nursing school. Um, I don't remember if it was my very first clinical day or Ooh. my second clinical day. So this is okay. A little bit more context for you guys. Uh-huh. I've before nursing school, I was never really in the hospital. I had never been hospitalized for anything. Never had surgeries. Um, didn't really have fam like immediate family in the hospital. So it was really a foreign world to me. Um, the very I, first time I went to the hospital was to shadow my friend's mom as an as a nurse before I got into um, nursing school, and it was only for like a couple hours, you know, uh, like four hours or f- six hours or something like that. Um, so it was my second. I think it was either first or second day, and you know, one of the one of the things we learn um, first in nursing school is just how to bathe the patient and how to mm-hmm. clean them up and stuff. And um, the biggest test was that that one of the first patients I encountered had, I would say, one of the largest bowel movements I've ever like uh, seen and needed help like cleaning it up. I'm like, nice. okay, you know, we're in nursing school. This is what we were called to do and we're you know, we have to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't alone at that time. It was still early on. So I was paired up with someone. And I just remember like thinking, I'm like, like, holy crap. Like literally, like, holy holy crap. Crap. Like, that's a, that's a huge piece of crap. Oh, God. And, (laughs) and um, I just remember looking at my, like, my um friend and we just looked at each other and just you know we you have to be like fairly composed and i just was like in my mind like and probably in my eyes i was just like are you serious <laughs> like dang dude <sighs> and we just cleaned it up did it and talked about it and laughed about it after so, yeah okay so that <laughs> day one or day two of, of yeah yeah pretty much when it happened didn't have a didn't you know didn't have a choice in that matter like you know, at that point in, in clinicals, we really can't do too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or we weren't, you know, we weren't learning to do too much at that time. So right. that was one of the few things we could do. And so we helped with it. And yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, definitely memorable. They're not, they're not kidding around when they say like they throw you into the furnace of like, hey, this is a, yeah, not an easy job. Day one, this is what you got to do. Yeah. And, you know, it, nursing school is a big make or break right like the people that make it through most of them make it through for a good reason um obviously like there's still some that you know get through and you're like how did you become a nurse again (laughs) but most of the time like you stuck it out for a good reason yeah so you've been through quite a few different you know types of jobs that require a lot of different skills and emotions i would say probably um yeah yeah which ones do you think had the most challenges for you? Um, and I guess challenge, uh, you know, you, you define what that means. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my my vague broad answer is every one of them had its own challenges. Mm. Um, and, and for those who are not in the healthcare field, like I'll explain a little bit. So typically when you graduate from nursing school, um, you know, you, you study for your license, you get licensed and... Um, most people's first job at coming out of nursing school is in what's called a new grad program. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that means is it's a program uh, designed, especially in hospitals, designed for freshly graduated nursing students 
to continue and get um, like more close and ongoing training early on, and and then easing that transition into independent professional nursing. Oh, gotcha. So uh, what that means is you're kind of still. You still have like um, classroom settings a little bit, um, but you're—I mean—you're working on the floor, um, but you're paired with like a preceptor or something who is like helping mentor you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's basically like a program to help support you and and like give you that help ease the transition from just school to work. Um, right, right. So for me, I tried really hard to get into a new grad program. Um, I was. Again, I was up for one out of out of nursing school, but because I didn't pass my first time, um, that kind of opportunity um, kind of just disappeared. And when I got licensed, um, timing wise, it was just like it basically was at the end of spring, and a lot of new grad positions had already been filled, or um, they are already finished with the interview process for it. Mm-hmm. So. For me, I basically started to look and expand beyond new grad positions to just places that would hire without experience. Because mm-hmm. um, for a lot of places, like you just need experience on your belt to to really get there, um, to at least be recognized and to make it past like the very first step of of it, trying to get into right, anywhere. Right. Um, and obviously, in hospital experience is is very valuable, especially working on a med surge or medical surgical floor, which is the most typical like embodiment of nursing um you're just caring for all kinds of patients for all kinds of reasons um yeah um but you know i i did not have very much uh good luck with with that and the position i um, found was a position for psych and i knew very little going into it um and uh Acute forensic psych is basically working with mentally ill criminals. Um, oh, so it's a it's a locked facility. Um, it is still a hospital, but it's it's more of like a like behavioral health kind of thing. Oh, I actually didn't know that it yeah. was uh, for cr- crim- criminal related. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I thought I mentioned that, but maybe maybe not. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I so I worked with uh, criminally criminal mentally ill um, patients, and um, yeah. Um, it was, I think the challenges there, um, was becoming more confident with myself, um, mm-hmm. and then having a higher threshold for just general crap. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, just general like crap, meaning like people who are angry, um, people who were just r- pretty mentally unwell, um, and just potentially like violent, like occurrences. Yeah. Um, yeah. so the challenge there was like getting a little bit of getting over myself about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just, um, being able to be firm and be like, be more stable sure, yeah. as an individual. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was, that was definitely the challenge coming out of that. Um, moving into city of hope, which is oncology. Um, the challenge there is I got back. So city of hope is a very, it's a, you know, nationally and internationally recognized oncology center. Um, so it's very, very well known, very good practice. And I, you know, hadn't practiced too much of my like hands-on skills and stuff and going into like a very skills intensive, like work environment. That was a challenge for me at first too. Um, kind of picking, remembering and picking up those skills again of what I was doing. And for the most part, I was fine. Um, 
it was definitely hard because you know dealing with like chemotherapy and dealing right, with like right. transfusing blood and and just very very sick patients overall um and just a lot of tough cases it was it was overall a challenge both mentally and physically um mm-hmm. yeah so that was i mean i had really good people support me um but the challenge there was yeah mental both mental and physical just more taxing on my own um my own self i'm sure yeah and then um yeah challenges at my current place um so i'm working in a primary care clinic um working for homeless patients and um the challenge is um is just because of our patient population um just very like diverse but like high risk and um a lot of needs in the community and just a a population that's ultimately hardest to track down. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, the hard the hardest ch- or the biggest challenge is um, sometimes feeling like what I'm doing may not be making a big impact, even though other times I feel like it is. Um, but the, because of that, it's like I'm working in a place where we look at the long term. You know, we're, we we care for them when they come in, but we want to care for them over a long term. And for for how hard it is to keep track of them and and helping them um, helping the patient better like take care of themselves um, is hard when you know I'm trying to call them and they don't have a phone number mm-hmm. or yeah. I mail a letter to them and the address they have is like just a local like shelter or mission. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah the, the hardest is like trying to keep making a difference there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's so there's different challenges from every area. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean you've been working at your place for over a year now, right? Like I think it's like a year and a half now. Year and a half. It's kinda of crazy. Yeah, it is. Um I know one thing you talk about, like, you know, off mic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like yeah. when we're just chatting, um about how, how this job right now really suits like your passions, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um maybe describe that. Like what 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 about this job right now is really like um what you feel called to right now yeah yeah so i used to feel like oncology was my like mm. my thing i and i still like i still care for like cancer patients sure, you know sure. but um i used to think that was like it i'm going to work in oncology i'm going to be a cancer nurse i'm going to work in it for 20 years and then um yeah just make a career out of it um and I love my current job, um, and it also like sparked or reignited a passion of mine, which is um, helping those who um, are like you know at higher risk or um, low income, or just uh-huh. people who um, are often neglected. Um, yeah, it, I I really found a love for that too, um, and yeah, what I'm doing now, I I really love the outpatient setting um it it's a little less stressful than in the hospital um or maybe a good amount less stressful than the hospital because it's less of a matter of life and death and not that we don't necessarily like deal with that because we do um you know we deal with those cases and those level of things but um for most of the patients that i work with it's again looking at the long haul um trying to see right. what the best plan is for the long haul and yeah. you know being really creative with how to manage their care and how to teach patients to manage their care 
when their options or choices might be very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, limited access to food, um, you know, having difficulty keeping a hold of their meds. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of things. And, um, and I, I think what really drives me is like, I, I, I see that there's a big need in, in that community and I hopefully want to play a small part in helping it. Right. So, yeah. yeah and I, I knew I wanted coming out of city of hope. I knew I wanted to be out of a hospital. I mm-hmm. wanted to just try mm-hmm. something else. And this really did capture like what I wanted to do with nursing is I still want to help p- patients. I still want to be hands on, but um, I want to focus more on like, yeah, the story and also focusing on like teaching and, and yeah, just less acute things. So yeah, you've been at a lot of different, you know, shades of nursing. Yeah. Um, what were some of the most memorable stories or moments for you on your job? Um, what were those like career defining moments where you're just like, yeah, I'm a nurse. Like there's no disputing. Huh. Um, yeah. Were there, were those times like that for you? Uh, yeah. So I had shared my, um, first exposure to, yeah, yes. just hands on and just getting into the, the dirty experience. Um, yeah. And I think another big pivotal point for me was, uh, my last year of nursing, um, in nursing school. Um, I was, uh, precepting at, uh, UC Irvine hospital and, um, and I, that was the point where I was like, yeah, I can be a nurse. Like I can mm-hmm. do it. Um, I was pretty much like in, independently caring for three patients on a, a telemetry floor, which is dealing with um, people who have like heart dysrhythmias and stuff. Right. Right. And yeah, I, I felt really confident. felt really good. Like I was like, yeah, I, I can do this. Um, and that was, that was a really crazy feeling. Like, especially cause throughout nursing school, you're just bombarded with everything and you're just moving on from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And then right. next thing you know, like, oh my gosh, graduation's around the corner. <laughs> and I have to like go do this for reals. Yeah. Um, but thankfully that point hit for me um, before graduation. It was actually in the fall. Um, I graduated in spring. It was in the fall and I was like, yeah, I this I can do this. Um, yeah. So that was a big pivotal point. Um, and I don't know, um, in, in my work experiences, like, there's lots of little stories that I'm like, yeah, this this is this is definitely me being a nurse yeah. and doing this and it you know, it could be very hands on like me transfusing blood for a patient and giving like IV meds or it was me like um <laughs> helping like give psych- antipsychotic meds to patients in the psych hospital or nice. um you know, like sitting down and talking with someone about like some really hard stuff. So, there are different points where I feel like um it reminds me that yes, I am not just a nurse by title, but I am a nurse as a, like, you know, I am a nurse. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely like funny, crazy stories too. And unfortunately, like, well, fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of them are, are a bit gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's yeah. what we're here for, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, and I guess I will share one, um, since we're talking about, it. and again, disclaimer for this particular story, it, is it's a little gross so if you can't handle the gross stuff uh, maybe scroll ahead about 60 to 90 seconds (laughs) um 
but yeah, working in the psych hospital, um, again, I worked with some very mentally ill people, um, and, or people who are just not very, their, their symptoms are not very well controlled on medication. And, um, you know, that we take stuff dealing with violence or aggression very seriously, um, because we don't want, um, anything like that to happen. Um, so in one of the, and in one of the cases, we, um, unfortunately had to resort to restraining a patient, um, which again, for, for those listening, like it's, it's within our, our, like we're supposed to and able to do that. It's not against the law or anything like that. So yes, we were able to, um, we were, you know, unfortunately required to physically restrain a patient because they were either a danger to themselves or others or both. Um, so, you know, when they're restrained, like they, obviously have a lot of limitations, you know, we have someone watching them. Um, but this one patient, he had asked, you know, he had needed to like use the bathroom and, or in particular, he had to take a poop. Um, unfortunately at that point, he was not like, like mentally stable enough for us to like mm. escort him to the bathroom and things like that. So no, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we were unfortunately had to resort to like a bedpan and, you know, it was okay. Um, uh, and this is where it gets gross. So, uh, you know, after we were helping him clean up and stuff, like we were, you know, we gave him like toilet paper to help wipe himself and things. And then, you know, if we needed to like clean him up otherwise, you know, we could. Um, so we were, we were helping him with that. We, we allowed him to have one hand to like clean everything. And, you know, we were cleaning, we were grabbing more supplies and there were a couple of us in there. And, you know, as we were getting more, like, toilet paper for him, like, the next thing I know, I look at him, and he's, like, licking his fingers. And I was like, I was like, oh. I was like dude, wait, what are you doing? Like, I, I seriously was just like, what are you doing? And, yes, like you suspected, he had poop on his fingers. Uh, and I was just like, I... What a turn of events. I, I was not <laughs> expecting that. I mean, <laughs> well, but for me, I was just like... Again, my first initial, well, in that moment, I was just like, what are you doing? Like, your hands are dirty. Like, we have to clean it and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm cleaning. I'm like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm my mind it. just hurts thinking about that. Like, jeez. so, yeah, um, again, sorry for those girls, but that was one of those moments where I was definitely that, that again, talking about squeamishness, yeah. that kind of clicked a finger, little bit. Finger licking good. And right? I was just like, oh, like, oh, come on, like. But again, it was a reminder that, um, you know, he he has a lot of symptoms and is very sick and needed help. And that was a very clear sign that he needed help. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So there's a fun little story for you. And hopefully uh, that, yeah, that's enough for the day. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. You know, I think me imagining myself doing that as a task at my work it would deter me as much as I can from my work. But for you as a nurse, when those crazy things happen, is it, how does that affect you? Does it make you question your job or does it like, does it affect you in any way at all? Um, I, well, it definitely affects me, but I don't think it really ever makes me question my job. Sure. Um, I don't think it really ever makes me think like, Oh, why did I become a nurse? Like I, I haven't really had a moment where that's been a question. Um, at least in like during a on, ongoing job, sure. but uh, yeah, I mean, it makes me think like, oh man, like like for that case, I'm like, man, like he must really 
have like some really serious symptoms going on that mm-hmm. um, that he thinks that that's okay, you know? Yeah. Um, or other ca- crazy stories where I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I will do my part and, and take care of them, but this it's another day on the job and I just have to be prepared for it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, not, not, nothing necessarily has made me like, why am I a nurse again? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I think I would have that like, you know, joking conversation with people like, like, dude, can you believe this? Like, yeah, why are we doing this again? But yeah, yeah. M- never like really seriously like sure, questioning sure. my my desire to be a nurse. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, maybe there are other stories, but that kind of sums it up. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, for the it's... most part, you know, it, yeah, things are really rough or really sucky. But, um, and you know, sometimes I'm like, dang, like that was difficult. Um, but I never really. I don't think I've ever really doubted like that. Yeah, uh, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I think, and this is what I love to do. It, it's know? it's the it's the nature of the job. Yeah, right. Um, so I guess maybe to summarize, um, you, you you touched on it a bit, but there's a lot of takeaways you get from each of your jobs, right? Like, they each one has taught you a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But what about the whole thing? Like so far from you know, young Jesse just finishing, um, or maybe even getting into nursing, uh, mm. nursing at Biola, like up until now, um, what are some of the biggest lessons nursing, um, and the nursing field has taught you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think I'll sum up with two words. Um, one is being, um, persistent and the second is being flexible. Mm. Um, and if any of my, uh, like old classmates are listening to this, uh, you know, a little, a little inside joke for perseverance, but yeah. Um, I, I think it really does capture the need for, um, yeah, to be in the field is you have to persevere through a lot of stuff. Um, nursing school is really tough. Um, I won't deny that. I don't think anyone will. Um, and you really have to persevere through it. Um, but that does, that does carry into work life too. Um, you're going to have to deal with a lot of really rough stuff, um, sometimes it might not even be a rough situation, but right. you know, it might be a, a cumulative, you know, cumulative effect of like things are piling up, things are piling up. And, you know, this one little thing might put you over the edge. Um, so you got to persevere through it. Um, and being flexible too, you know, uh, for mo- most nurses who work in the hospital, it's a 12 hour shift and that's a long shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for those who don't, like myself who work Monday through Friday, like it's, you know, not necessarily that I need to be more flexible, but even on the job, like I have to just roll with the punches, you know, like yeah, things happen during a shift, um, whether inpatient or outpatient, and you just have to do your best to roll around it and, and do your best for that patient. Um, yeah. So you've now been in nursing for how many years now total, ever since you started nursing school? Uh, well, nursing school, well, was I, I took prerequisites starting in 2008, 2009. Oh, wow. Um, so like 10 years or so. So now. six years of school. Um, I was unemployed that first year studying for that dang NCLEX. Uh, I passed and then was job hunting for that second year. Um, I've only been working as a nurse for about about four years okay. or so. Um just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we take a step back. You know, you're you're pretty deep into the nursing world. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if there's going to be listeners who are considering nursing or have family who are considering nursing or friends or whatnot. Yeah. But as a pretty seasoned nurse, you know, seeing a lot Ish. of different yeah. ish, right? Seeing a lot of different aspects of the healthcare, you know, um, industry. Uh, what are your, you know, kind of like final words of encouragement or mm. I don't know, discouragement, <laughs> whatever it might be. To uh, to anybody who's listening, yeah, um, I think nursing school itself is a very big make or break for a lot of people, and I think as you go through school, you'll know um, if you if it's the right thing for you. Um, but my biggest encouragement is like keeping a couple of close people around you to support you through different sta- steps of the way, uh, different stages of it. Um, people who can listen listen to you like through nursing school, and people who can like help hang out with you, you know, um, just to not be around the field, um, is also very helpful. So yeah, just, I think most important is like surrounding yourself with the right people, um, to sustain you through the trip. Um, but as far as like nursing specific, like, yeah, just put your head to the books and sometimes you need to be a hermit for a bit. Um, but balance that out with needing time to be with people. Um, everyone needs time to be with people and, um, it can be very easy to not be, uh, or to just neglect that in nursing school, um, because it's, it's rigorous, but I would say don't neglect it. Um, cherish like moments that you can find with people, um, especially to de de de-stress and debrief from the really stressful things going on. Yeah. Well, Jesse, thanks for sharing all those Crazy and, you know, kind of gross stories. Just a couple. Pretty uh, tasty stories, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I, I I learned a lot too, you know, just in terms of like your process of yeah. every step of the way. Like I, I've, I've known you from, I, I've, I've gotten to know you more, like definitely starting at least from the, uh, your first Atascadero job. Yeah. Like yeah. just hearing how every step of the way there's always obstacles there's always Mm -hmm. things that do make you question like what the heck is going on Mm -hmm. but it's really good to hear just your perspective on it in a little bit of a deeper form than uh the last time so yeah yeah thanks again man of course it was it's good you know it's good for me to share that and i'm glad you got to learn something and for anyone listening out there um again sorry if i grossed you out (laughs) Uh, for the nurses out there, I'm sure that's less gross for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can swap stories or whatever. Um, but if you want to, you know, if you run into me or whatever, you can always ask and, you know, maybe I'll have to dig a bit to share a story, but yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that was, yeah, I hope it was helpful for you guys listening and maybe a little bit entertaining too. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we've got a relevant, uh, wreck, wreck of the week. It's just overall, like health related um advice yeah. like whether it's fitness or uh practices or whatnot um i was joking with jesse that i i don't have any because i don't <laughs> do anything and then jesse would have all of them i want to uh, i want to hear what you would recommend though. sure sure um i i guess i'll go first then um something my coworkers, uh i think sheena one of the guests from from before we, we talked about this like hey what if we did like push-ups every hour like we have a uh, okay. reminder like just uh, every hour to remind us to um do do some push-ups mm-hmm. as, a, as a team and we actually did that pretty consistently mm. um earlier in the year 
And, you know, that was really good because you're sitting around all day. Yeah. You're, you're slouched over. So doing an exercise that kind of like stretches your chest, stretches your back and like actually gets you just moving. Like mm-hmm. it actually made, for me, it made me feel stronger like mm-hmm. throughout the months or whatever we did. Um, but it yeah. just, it was something that lets you not feel like you're dying in your chair. <laughs> and um, this is actually motivation for me because we, we've stopped it for uh, a while now because, okay. you know, we're just busy and whatnot. Like, yeah. Um, so I think Monday I'm going to try to do it again. Okay. Um, but I think that's mine. Yeah. Nice. So to sum it up, to get a little more physical activity. A little right? bit. Yeah. During work, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, my biggest health advice, um, is simply just to go do your physical. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. Everyone who works or has some kind of insurance, your insurance covers a free physical once a year. Um, and even if you're healthy, the, the the least you can do is you get your blood work done once a year and mm-hmm. make sure that everything's good. Um, and just check in once a year. You're great. Check in next year. Um, and, you know, in the cases that you're not doing so well, like it's a, it's a good way to keep up with um, with making sure you take care of yourself. Yeah, Jesse was kind of telling me to to do the same earlier. So <laughs> yep. it's it's something I got to take care of as well. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, what what should I be doing?" I'm like, well, at the very least, get your physical done. Yeah, and that's that's even me telling myself because I need to get my physical done this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a simple thing um, that you can do, and it's you know, at the very least. You can have someone tell you like, oh, yeah, you're doing okay. Just keep up the good work or, right, right. hey, you know, maybe get a couple extra steps in or whatever and shave that little belly of yours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as I have told myself. So, yeah, that's simple as that. Um, but, yeah, again, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're, we're glad you can listen to this session and um, listen to some of my stories. And hopefully yeah. <laughs> um, it was helpful for you. And for anyone who's considering healthcare, like, again, hopefully it was helpful for you and if you have questions or comments or um, you want to ask more, you can always reach out to us at our um, social media um, at Just Chat Pod. Again, that's at Just Chat Pod. Um, or you can email us the questions and concerns um, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can email us at JustJivePod at gmail.com. Again, that's JustJivePod at gmail.com. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all again for joining us. It's It's one of those episodes where we just get a little deeper look into – um, you know what we do, uh, yeah. our lives, different different things that we uh, experience. So, yeah, thank you again for joining. And as always, we'll see you next time. See ya.